It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, June 6th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is excited to hear about all of the stuff we learned at the Scouting Combine. There was a lot there. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello out there. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at Armiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Flyers. You'll keep up to date on all the Flyers news and our episodes. You can also email the show at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's show, we're going to continue our discussion from the Friday show. Now that the scouting combine is over, we can talk about everything that we learned. And it's Monday, so we'll have our nemesis of the week. Always happy to get that out there. Locked On Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening right now. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Russ, you are just returning from the NHL scouting combine. What was your Mm -hmm. overall impression of it this year? Uh, Overall impression where guys were very um, eager to to show off. They were very eager to interview. They were um, really exceptionally chatty. So I think uh, they missed that and reporter interaction as much as we missed that and player interaction. So I think it made for um, a good scouting combine as far as a lot of information that was flowing around. Yeah, it seemed like that. There was lots of little fun clips and quotes and stuff. Yeah, I still have videos and things to post. Like, I'm loaded. Yeah, it just seemed like a lot of fun and that the guys were super into it, which makes for some really good content, like you said, but also some really good information. And I think with the Flyers having that fifth overall pick, it was really important to kind of uh, sharpen the impression that we have of some of the guys that we've been talking about that are possible picks. And I think the one that stood out in terms of what I was seeing and hearing remotely was Matt Savoy. He just seemed to really sparkle. Mm-hmm. I, I hate using that word sometimes, but it's just, um, he was really excited to be there. Um, he couldn't do the fitness exercises due to a shoulder injury, but he did right. interview with all the teams and he just kind of, I think seemed really mature, but fun at the same time. So what was your take on his presence at the combine? Yeah. Well, having interviewed him before, it was good to see him again. And in this kind of scenario where we couldn't get close to him, it was a auditorium kind of setting. Uh, You know, we couldn't like all ask him how many teams, I mean, you could ask him how many teams, but you couldn't ask him specific teams you talk to because he maybe got 10 questions. But Mm -hmm. what I was trying to point out to some people is um, the brightness in a guy sometimes uh, really can shine at an event like this. And, And Savoy was one of them, just super smart, bright. When he was talking about players, he sounded like a coach, not like a 18 or 19 year old. Uh, 
super impressive. And, you know, and I think he said he spoke to like 30 teams, which means like the top two teams weren't going to go after him anyhow. So that's, that's fine. Uh, if I were the Flyers again, yeah, I would want him. I mean, I, even if it's him or Juracek, I would take him because there's something special about him and he is only going to get better. Uh, there was a, a lot of debate online about Savoy, like, hey, is he like Giroux? And, you know, there's some similarities, but, you know, there's there's plenty of differences too. Like he's a better goal scorer right off the bat than Giroux. Giroux had to learn how to be a goal scorer. So, but in the end, um, Savoy didn't do himself any harm and he really did kind of charm the crowd. And I'm sure he did the same in interviews. Uh, you mentioned Yerichek. Uh David Yerichek did not attend the Combine, so we weren't able to learn more, although he is a distinct possibility in terms of sure. the Flyers pick. Um, and I think that, you know, obviously the other shiny object at the Combine was Yaroslavkovsky. And I think we can safely assume that he won't be available by the time the Flyers pick at five. He won't I mean, be there crazy things but so i don't feel like we need to dive into his presence there too much but i do want to talk about some of the other guys uh who were there logan cooley was there and he didn't really like stand out to me too much in terms of what i was hearing remotely but what was your impression no i think he said the right things but i think um what was probably more important for cooley was the next day he really did show very well in the in the exercises. And if you, mm -hmm. if you look at Cooley and you see the shoulders are still kind of broad, there's, there's room to put um, some muscle on that frame. And so that's, that's really important. Um, one key thing, cause who knows when we'll be able to mention it. Uh, there were two teams that were cutting edge in interviews. One were the Leafs and one were the Coyotes. They actually had video and showed video to the players and then matched, asked the player to match up. Who are you like compared to these videos? What cool. do you do? Um, it would be nice that the Flyers had thought of something like that, but they didn't. Um, now, the most I could get out of a player as far as the Flyers were a couple said they were fun. That's it. Mm -hmm. Just fun. Um, so, again, take that for what it's worth. Um, you know, I think Briere helped be in there because at least, you know, some players know him and, and that's good. That's an identifiable guy. So that's that's a positive. Yeah, I think so, too. And uh, were any of the guys that said the Flyers were fun amongst the top no. five overall? They were just lower. Yeah, they were lower guys. Um, but as far as as far as these guys went, Kemmel showed very well. He, uh, you know, without Lekker or Maki there, Kemmel was right. able to, sh to shine a little more. If Lekker or Maki were there, then he wouldn't have kind of had that spotlight to himself. Uh, but but. Kemmel um, was not prepared for the uh, for the exercises, mm -hmm. and he pretty much admitted it. A lot of the Euros weren't. I think that's where a lot of the Americans have an edge because they seem to have more training outlets that do that mimic, you know, the uh, the combine. Uh, looking at Connor Geeky, he's a very kind of laid back, chill guy, but little small on the shoulders thing. So he'll put on some weight, but I don't think he could put on a massive amount and again i still think he'll be in the discussion for the flyers because he's a six foot four center right exactly but i think they also have to look at it like i don't think he could fill out like a sean couturier has as an example i think he could you know definitely add some but 
But that's Listen, it. I had my doubts about Sean Couturier when they picked him. I, I know. was just like, oh, he is a skinny, skinny boy, and he's he has done well. He has, but you have to look at the whole frame to see if they can do it, because you know there are some guys that just stay skinny their whole career. Like Braden Coburn was skinny his whole career. Right. You know what I mean? He did add a little muscle, but but he's pretty much a skinny guy. So there's sometimes there's that too. Um, you look at, uh, you know, Nemich wasn't there so we didn't get to see anything with that uh gotcha definitely um did well you could see where he's already um physically ahead of some of other guys that are up there uh he did try and sell himself as a center there are definitely teams that think he can play center and may take him earlier as a result i'm not so sure even though i liked what i saw at him at center at the NTDP, and he says he's planning on playing center in college, mm-hmm. but you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, he could try, and it doesn't work out. So I think, you know, from the Flyers' perspective, I would not draft Gauthier fifth because I don't think it's a slam dunk. He's a center, so I think based on that, I'm going to have to look at some of the other guys that are going to be there and say, yeah, it's close, but I wouldn't do it. Uh, if they were to trade down and he was still there a couple of picks later, sure. But what would you really get for that? A fourth or a fifth? It's probably not worth it. Right, right. Well, we have a lot more players to talk about. There were, you know, about 95, 96 guys there yep. this year. So, and obviously there are more rounds than the first round. So we got to hear from guys that will be drafted lower in the draft. And we'll talk about two of them coming up next. I want to take a moment to tell you about Athletic Greens. I started using Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, and hated taking pills and vitamins. And I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your recovery, focus, it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Uh, athletic Greens contain less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. Athletic Greens supports better sleep quality and recovery. It supports mental clarity and alertness. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the daily, ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We at Locked On have an important favor to ask you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about our listeners and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and you don't like about Locked On podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take you very long. And everyone that completes a survey qualifies for a chance to win one of $1,000 Ticketmaster gift cards. Very exciting. So to go take that audience survey, 
Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. And thanks again for your help. All right, Russ. So it seems like from who the Flyers were talking to, uh, aside from the top pick options, that they could be looking to move into the second round. And also, obviously, they want to see what's out there for the third and fourth round and Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And you brought up two players of note. And the first one is Rieger Lawrence, who's a left winger. And mm-hmm. then the second one is Servak Petrovsky, who is a center. Now, why did you want to bring up these guys in particular? Well, Lawrence, um, I think fills a particular role the Flyers have been looking for. And it's sort of like what Wade Allison does, except Wade Allison has not been able to stay healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. He, you know, he can be a rough and tumble guy. He scores... He goes in. He goes and plays in the dirty areas. He's got a good shot. Uh, he went from the AJHL. Now he's going to Denver. That's a good route. He, you know, admitted yeah. he's on a slower uh, development cycle, which is good for the Flyers in a sense because you know you give him two, three years in college. You don't have to worry about signing him right away and all of that. So I, you know, you you look at him, you talk to him, and you realize, okay, there's something there with this guy. And Denver's a top flight program, and they will get the most out of him. Yeah, you mentioned he played in the Alberta Junior League. We've talked about that league before, that it's a little bit lower tier, but some good players have come out of it. And if you can excel there and kind of stand out there, you have a good shot. And you're correct in terms of the fact that he's committed to Denver, top school, really good, I think, sign there for a guy like him uh, on his team in the AJHL in 60 games, 38 goals, 47 assists for 85 points. So over a point per game. Um, I will say he does commit a lot of penalties in this 60 games, uh, 54 penalty minutes. But so some of them were good penalties. Some were yeah. good penalties. Uh, the other the other thing is that people should know with the AJHL, they do have overagers in that league. So there are, you know, mm-hmm. guys that are 20, 21 sometimes too. Uh, Right now, if you kind of look at his rankings, he's like mid-second round to early third round right now. Do you think he's somebody that might still be there by the third round pick? It's possible. Because of those penalty minutes or because he played in Alberta as opposed to in a more top junior league? Yeah, I think there's a chance, uh, though he has size and a lot of teams are looking for that size. I forget. I think he might be like 6'2". He looked looked to be somewhere around that range. And so... Mm -hmm. um, it's where you that's where you're playing the chess game. But I do think there's a chance he'd be there in a third. All right. I think he's somebody to maybe look into a little bit more as we get closer to the draft and we want to figure out who the Flyers could potentially pick in those later rounds. The other guy I mentioned, Servak Petrovsky, he is a Slovakian, um, super young. He doesn't turn 18 until August. Uh, so Pretty yeah. cool for him to be at the Combine, currently playing for Owen Sound in the OHL in, in this season, 65 games played, 28 goals, 26 assists for 54 total points. And he's not really ranked by everybody out there, um, but when he is, it's sort of like third, fourth round territories, a couple even lower than that. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, the interesting thing about it is I think he set the rookie record for Barry for goals. Um, he's mm-hmm. got a goal scorer mentality. He could play center or or wing. He's versatile and um, and he's pretty sturdy already. The interesting thing is, I think if you have a board set up and you say, okay, 
we need a goal scorer and you start checking him off, it's possible he can go towards the end of the second round simply because uh, he's at that point, he'd be one of the better goal scorers left. And so that's something where I think um, maybe early in the season, he probably wasn't scoring at the same rate, but he did end up with a pretty impressive season. And as a result, I don't think he'd be there in the fourth round. To me, there's also an advantage when you have a European player who comes over and plays in the Canadian junior leagues like that because they're able to make that adjustment. I mean, obviously, you still have to adjust to the faster speed of the program and and all of that that we know about. But in terms of adjusting to the lifestyle and understanding um, how things work in North American hockey, I think that puts him at a tremendous advantage, say, of some other Europeans who have stayed over there. Right. He came over early, and like you said, he's a little younger, and that's good. You get, like, that extra little runway with him, and he's pretty confident kid, and Barry is a great program. I mean, they've always been a, a great team. So, you know, this is this is something where you look at this guy and you say, okay, I could see why they interviewed him. I, I could see, again, uh, this tells me, which, again, you know, some fans will get mad at this, but this tells you again that they are still looking, searching for goal scoring. Yeah. And so when the Flyers are interviewing these guys who are, you know, lower ranked, like Lawrence, like Petrovsky, I think that it's it's much more important work for the Flyers to be doing. Yes. I think then those top guys that we already know a ton about and the Flyers would already know a ton about because they're more exposure about them. And so I, I think that these interviews and the fitness tests that these kind of guys do serve a much bigger purpose. Yeah, no question. And that's that's a it's a great point because this is the harder work. Uh, there were I would say there were more there were more scouts watching the fitness test than usual. Um, you know, sometimes they're just mm-hmm. there and they're out there sort of maybe paying attention, but talking to the other scouts because they like talking to them. They were more paying attention this time. And so, and the and the NHL was actually more aggressive about getting us the results early, which has never really happened before like that. So, you know, I think I think there's a, been a little bit more emphasis on this combine this year, probably because hey, the World Juniors didn't happen. You know, we only had a right. couple games and some other you know things last year. Players lost development time. So in a way, I do think teams were looking at at the um, at the combine to see where the players, some of the players were at physically, to be honest, where maybe before they would have, you know, sort of shrugged it off a little bit more because they'd have more viewings of guys and have a better idea. I think there were things to learn here. Yeah. And I feel like we did learn a lot. It seems like from everything coming out from the combine we did, um, these two kids in particular, I think are interesting prospects. I'm not like entirely wedded to them. But I think that when you get into those lower rounds, it's obviously harder and the risk is higher, right? Yeah, and there's another couple that that I'll be bringing out, marching out the next couple of days. It's just I get overloaded with information and I have to right. go back. Some of this I'm doing by memory, to be honest, you know. And so and like I have videos and such. So, you know, there's more content for the Flyers fans. Trust me, I made sure. uh that I was asking as many prospects as I could about who they were talking to and what they were talking about. And so that was, you know, that's an important thing. 
All right. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about the combine coming up next, but more importantly, our nemesis of the week. Always excited to do that. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's Stanley Cup playoffs, basketball championship finals, Major League Baseball scores, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC and boxing. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to the playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Russ. So one of the things that always comes away from the combine is teams asking weird questions. What did you hear that was like the weirdest question that players were being asked? Well, I know early on uh, it was Montreal with the what kind of animal are you? But it really Mm -hmm. they didn't win it. It was... um, Oh, what team was it now? Uh, You know, I can't remember the team, but there was a team that was asking uh, teammates of Rucker McGuarity if they felt like he was fat or big boned. Wow. Yeah. And so I I am very shocked by this. And Isaac Howard talked about it. Maybe he didn't reveal the team. I I have it on video. I'll have to, you know, research it again. But he did mention it and it was funny because we all kind of got a kick out of that. Uh none of us thought that that was the case and we don't know if they were asking it as sort of like a red herring to just sort of test him. I don't know. Just to see if he would react as I would that it's a very insulting question to ask. Uh, listen, they, you know, they wanted to do their due diligence. Uh, I could tell you Steve Eiserman actually, besides being in the room, did talk this year. Uh, I was able to get that out of one of the prospects. So at least um, Steve Eiserman was talking uh, and that was good. Uh, you know, I, I brought up the video part. That was something where um, some players were not ready for that. And that really kind of tested them. And I'm just trying to think if there was anything else that was sort of like borderline silly. Uh, Nothing really else come into mind right this second, but those those were the big highlights, the animal and the McGrady thing and and then the video yeah. thing. Those were the uh, the three probably game changers of the questions. Yeah, I don't remember what team it was either, but I think I did read that somebody said they were asked, would you take $10 off a toilet seat or $50 from inside the toilet bowl? Okay, see, I didn't hear that one. Yeah, like... <laughs> Some of these are so weird. Like, I don't even know where that's supposed to oh, um Yeah, one of them actually, and I don't remember the team. Uh, I think it was Shane Wright that was asked. And it was, and it may have been by Montreal. Uh, what's 25 by, times 25? Oh, a little math quiz. A little All math right. quiz. So he got a math quiz and some other players got math quizzes. And just overall, the Canadians were very hard. Everybody said they were the hardest. Except for Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes said clearly they weren't as hard on me as they were all the other guys because Jack Hughes' dad is Kent Hughes, who's the GM. Right, right. Now, that was an interesting thing, too, because Kent Hughes um, excused himself from the room. And then the other people in the room were like, no, 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 um, come back. You're going to be a part of this. And then um, Jack said, well, I feel better if he wasn't here. And they basically told him, well, it's not your decision. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
one more quick thing before we get to our nemesis. Uh, I was looking at the top 10 list of all uh-huh. the fitness exercises, and one name keep sh- kept showing up a lot on those lists, uh, a kid named Maverick Lamoro. Yeah, I don't know him very well. I saw him there. I have not had any viewings of him. Like, I'm going to go catch up on him and see if there's something there. Well, the thing that's there is that he's 6'7". He's a defenseman. And I was like, oh, no wonder he did well on a certain fitness test. Because, like, how can you not when you are 6'7"? But um, he is in the queue. And, uh, you know, he has 24 points in 54 games. But he's a negative 30. So do with that what you will. But he did do well on the fitness test. So good for him. I can tell you Ty Nelson did really well, defenseman. And he... um... He did well in pull-ups, and he was one of the stronger kids. And he did tell a story of where he took a shot this year and broke the puck. All right. And and when the puck broke, he was trying to keep it so he could frame it, but a referee got the puck, and he said, no, I'm keeping it. All right. Fragments. Switching over to our nemesis of the week. If you're newer to the program, every Monday we look at the week coming up and say who or what in hockey is getting our goat, who's driving us crazy for this week. And last week we talked about Carolina winning on the road, that they couldn't do it. Well, they lost the series, as we well know. Uh, couldn't win at home either, apparently, no. when they when they needed to. But the nemesis for me this week is second round FOMO in the draft and that I'm feeling like there's so many opportunities to get a steal in this second round of the draft this year, especially learning more and more about these kids like we did at the combine and I'm feeling the FOMO and I really hope they make a trade to get into it. No, I'm actually with you. Um, That was one of the stark things that hit me was they're like a team like Arizona. Who's got like three second round picks. Mm-hmm. They could clean up. There's still going to be some good players in the second round. They may not all be, you know, they're not going to be top liners or anything, but these are going to be good players. And I feel like, yeah, the Flyers not having a second round pick is going to ultimately hurt them here. Yeah, I think when that new arena opens up in Tempe in like four or five years, Arizona could be a good team by then with all the picks that they have. That's the plan. We'll see. They have to still, it's only RFP. They still have to actually get the uh, I thing know. going. Uh, well, I hope they do because yep. it would be good to keep that team in Arizona. All right. Wrapping up with our Flyers fun thing. Um, all the guys are on vacation right now. You can tell based on their Instagrams. Morgan Frost is no different. Um, he posted a picture from Jamaica. So hope he's having a good time down there. I'm glad they're all getting some time off, but I hope they get back to work soon. Well, Morgan Frost, you know, he, he can't just show up to work. I'm kind of sweating this one a little. I, I don't know if it's a guarantee, by the way. Yeah, I don't know either. I certainly hope we get some news on him soon. I hope we get some news on the coaching search soon. Uh, still been a little too quiet for my liking. So uh, we'll continue to talk about anything we hear about that. Uh, coming up this week, as well as more stuff from the Combine, like you alluded to, Russ, with more players to talk about. We're going to talk more draft prospects. We've got some crossover episodes and all that good stuff coming up this week. So stay tuned. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send us your mailbag questions via Twitter at Flyers. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. 
I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Locked on NHL. Locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no other. You can hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. I'm on the Friday show, so check it out. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.